He's amused Cam Newton. Just ask that question. <laughs> He's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know now, what you have scheduled this game. He's interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go, Tario. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. I see, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Graham. It is a Wednesday drive. WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad. And I think this is a good rule of thumb in general. When Wake Forest football is the leading story on ESPN.com, and we just might have a few things to talk about on the show around here. If you don't know by now, Sam Hartman has been ruled out indefinitely with a non-football medical condition, which sounds pretty scary. But after hearing from Dave Clawson earlier this morning, it doesn't seem as daunting as the press release would lead you to believe. But you could be the judge in a second. In this order, this is what's most important for you to know this afternoon. Sam Hartman is going to be okay, and so will Wake Forest football. In that order, in terms of what's most important, Sam's going to be okay, and so will Wake Forest football. Here was Dave Clawson this morning. He had a, uh, you know, a medical procedure that was non-football related. Um, you know, he'll, we expect him to be back. It's too early to tell exactly what that timeline is. So anything you say is just speculation right now, but, you know, we expect him to be back and, you know, as it goes along, we'll get a better idea. Two times in about 20 seconds, Clawson adamant, we expect Sam is going to be back. We expect Sam is going to be back. I'm not in the business of doubting Sam Hartman. If you're familiar with his background, then you probably already know this is not a guy you should be doubting, that he's been through quite a bit. What happened to his brother, Elon, who committed suicide in 2015 and how he bounced back to play in his final high school game and maybe had the best game of his career. His high school coach is named Chad Greer, Will Greer's father, an East Carolina guy, by the way. Just want to throw that out here. Connor O'Neill had a nice thread on this earlier in the morning. He said a little medical history about Sam, in case you didn't know. Before his junior season at Davidson Day in Charlotte, a birth defect in his thyroid gland caused a bacteria backup in his left shoulder. Three weeks before the season, he was in the hospital after having a baseball-sized lump removed. Chad Greer told the team he'd love to have Sam by week eight, to which Hartman responded, I'm going to be playing in the opener. Indeed, Sam Hartman, with a scar across his neck, played in the opener against Irwin High School. On the first play, Hartman threw an 80-yard touchdown in that game. This isn't me saying Sam Hartman is going to be back for the opener against VMI. This is me saying I believe Dave Clawson when he says, Hartman, yeah, he's going to be back. And he was well enough to return to the team for practice today. Now, not practicing, of course. He was on the side. But he was there with a smile on his face. He was there encouraging his teammates. That's what a leader does. And it's not like Wake Forest needs Sam Hartman back right away. Wake can manage for the first three games of the season. We're talking about VMI in the opener. Allen Iverson voice. We're talking about VMI. That's a win. You go to Vanderbilt. Who's worse than Vanderbilt? Maybe UConn? 
that's a win for Wake Forest, regardless of who's playing quarterback. If Will Dalton's playing quarterback, that's still a win for Vanderbilt. But I think you can sling it, actually. I can, I, can, I can bring it out a little bit. Yeah, WD at quarterback gets that win at Vanderbilt. I don't care who Wake throws out there. They're winning that game. Liberty might be tough, but Malik Willis isn't there anymore. I don't want to immediately chalk a win. That might be difficult, but it's in Winston-Salem. Wake's going to be a ranked football team. I think you're talking about a 3-0 and Deeks team going into September 24th, and that's a day we've been circling for a long time, ever since the schedule came out. There are 45 days between now and the Clemson game on September 24th. Remember on Monday we were telling you about North Carolina having an injury to a wide receiver named Antoine Green? Mac Brown said, oh yeah, he had surgery on his collarbone and everything. We hope six to ten weeks from now he might be back for the September 24th game against Notre Dame. Well, that's again a guy who had surgery on his collarbone. Now, we don't know what this procedure that Sam Hartman had yesterday, but Clawson, sure, he's going to be back. And who knows? Maybe he can be back in time for the Clemson game. And if he's not back in time, we're still talking about Dave Clawson here. I was there the last time they had to replace Sam Hartman. It was 2018. It was in November. It was NC State senior night for Ryan Finley. And Wake Forest had to debut an 18-year-old quarterback named Jamie Newman. They didn't run a fast-paced offense. They completely changed things on the fly. But... Wake Forest found a way to win that football game. Now they have weeks to prepare. With a guy who's been in the offense for three years, who was named quarterback one today in Mitch Griffiths, and another, Michael Kern, who's been in the offense for four years. They might not be a top 15 team the entire season without Sam Hartman, but they're still going to be pretty good. Trust in Dave Clawson. He's given us far too many reasons to doubt him by any means. He's built enough equity to believe he knows what he's doing. But the most important takeaway, again, for you to have today is Sam Hartman's going to be okay, and so will Wake Forest football. In about five to ten minutes, we've got Keith Urban tickets to give away. If you want to see Keith Urban in Charlotte, PNC Music Pavilion, this Friday night, we'll tell you how to win those tickets in just a few minutes. Also later this hour, the six-man of Tar Heel basketball, BDOT, is going to be in here. Yeah. And how about this? Panthers legend Jake DeLome will be dropping by at 5.30. So there's a lot to do. Speaking of the Panthers, in the blink of an eye, two weeks have passed in Spartanburg, and training camp's now over. It's crazy. Training camp just wrapped up for the Panthers in Spartanburg this morning. And the team even put out their first depth chart as well. And here's what I've got. Three winners from Panthers camp and three losers from Panthers camp. Nice video game sounds there. Thank you. Let's start with the winners. Baker Mayfield is a winner. It's become his job to lose. When we thought going into camp, Sam Darnold had all the advantages. He was the incumbent. He knew the personnel. He had an advantage in time to learn Ben McAdoo's offense, OTAs, the works. Baker didn't have that. Baker right now in the driver's seat to be the starting quarterback. Matt Corral, a loser from Panthers camp. Looking at the depth chart, he's listed as the fourth string quarterback. Behind P.J., behind Darnold, behind Baker. I don't know if it's accurate that he's the fourth-string guy, but 
when he was drafted, you thought there might be a chance, some Russell Wilson potential. Maybe he can outplay Sam Darnold and be the starter for Carolina as a third-round draft pick. When they brought in Baker, he didn't get any first-team reps. And since he doesn't have first-team reps, how do you even put him above P.J. Walker, who has started in one games in this league? It's not a great spot for him. He might actually look a lot more like the aforementioned Will Greer than he does Russell Wilson at this point. I don't really see a path for him getting onto the field. Another winner, Frankie Louvu. <laughs> going to the linebacking core. Frankie's Frankie. Never forget that. He's listed as a first-team outside linebacker opposite of Shaq Thompson on the depth chart, and he's earned it. His name just continues to come up from a personality standpoint, from a performance of play standpoint. Frankie Louvu, a winner for the second year in a row in training camp. It looks like he's going to be a starter. A loser at the same position? Corey Littleton. Pretty clear he's not Hassan Reddick. That's... You wanted to take a swing, you bring in this guy. Hopefully he looks a lot more like the guy that we saw in 2018 and 2019 with the Rams rather than the one we've seen the last couple of years with the Las Vegas Raiders. He doesn't look like he's going to be an impact player, and the Panthers have some questions to answer with their pass rush this year. Last winner, corner C.J. Henderson. He's looked great all camp. Competing. Might even be one of the two best corners, and that's saying something. Dante Jackson's been around for a while now, and J.C. Horn is a top 10 pick. Well, so was C.J. Henderson. Just a couple of years ago, he was a top 10 pick. Carolina got him for a third rounder last year. He started to look the part of that. He could be a real steal for Carolina this year. Last loser. Gotta be Iki Aquanu. I know, I know. It's training camp, and... We don't really know. This isn't really meant to say he's going to struggle this year or he can't be the guy, but when you're a top 10 pick and the Panthers have had so many problems at left tackle, I just want you to grab it and be the guy. Hey, there's no doubt this guy's a day one starter at left tackle, and it just hasn't been that. So because he's a top 10 pick, the expectations are heightened, and thus when you don't meet those lofty expectations, you're a loser in training camp. So that's Winners and losers from Panthers training camp. If you want to see Keith Urban this Friday night in Charlotte, and I assume many of you do. Oh, and you can answer basic NFL trivia, such as, hey, Will, who does uh, Devontae Adams play for? That would be the Raiders. Old faces in new places. Give us a call now. 336-777-1600. We've got two pair to give away. Pair or pairs? Pa uh, two pair. Two pairs, how I would say that. Is it pairs or pairs? So you put the S at the end. I'd say two pair. Two pair. Look at you, flip-flopping. 336-777-1600. Give us a call now if you want to win those tickets. We're going to find a couple of winners next on The Drive. Places, everyone. Come on, places, please. We're ready. Get your morning off to a great start with Jeffrey Griffin on Triad Today. Weekday mornings at 7. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. I want to introduce you to a game that goes on behind the scenes. Every single time we have giveaways for the smallest of prizes does not matter. The phone lines flood when it's we just play a song and that's your cue to call in. But every single time we ask for listeners 
to do something to earn. We've spoiled our listeners. We're like parents here. We're like parents who have spoiled our ch children, where they've become entitled and just expect things. Oh, I just, all I want to do is call in and not have to earn tickets when, when I call in, right? Maybe they just don't want to talk to you. No, no, that's, that's not it. it. That's, Maybe they not, just want that's not it. Because every <laughs> single time they win the tickets, I hear from folks say, well, thanks, Josh. Hey, I love the show. All these types of things. Okay. <laughs> like, this is what happens. We challenged people. Call in 336-777-1600. Answer an NFL-related trivia question. And you get tickets. And we do not get any calls. But, but, the second... I say, hey, Will Dalton, play this Keith Urban sound. And the first person to call and wins tickets every single time. It's three, five, seven people immediately at the drop of the hat calling in. It's a frustrating thing here where we try to challenge people and not many people come through. But, you know, that's why I appreciate folks like Travis in Greensboro who calls in and feels like, you know what? I got this. Keith Urban's in town on Friday. I want to go in Charlotte. And you know what? I might know a little bit of NFL. Travis, what's happening? I don't know. I'm on, man. Okay. So all you have to do to win these tickets is tell me who Matt Ryan plays for right now. Matt Ryan plays for the Buffalo Bills. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. See, there goes Travis. But I appreciate the effort. You know what Travis isn't? He's not a coward. No, he isn't. He's not. But also, Matt Ryan's not a Buffalo Bill. So 336-777-1600. You let me know, Will. Should I let them off the hook and just play a Keith Urban sound? And then people call in and they win tickets that way? Or do you want me to give the triad a second shot here at proving that... Uh, our triad listeners aren't cowards, entitled cowards that expect I, tickets just for free I for think, calling into a radio show. I absolutely think they deserve a second shot. Okay. 336-777-1600. While you're lining up those calls now, look at it. Now this all the lines. Loaded. I'm challenging people. <laughs> While that's happening, we had Jeffrey Griffin, host of Triad Today, bring on Kyle Petty to the show. And... This was from this morning. Kyle Petty was talking about North Wilkesboro and uh, whether or not NASCAR would be back. And this is what Kyle Petty had to say this morning on WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad. Will NASCAR go back? I do believe NASCAR has an opportunity to go back. Um, and, and with the trucks or with Xfinity or something like that. With the Cup Series, I don't believe they will. Not on a consistent basis. Um, I, I just don't believe that. And And... You know, they may come in just like they, they run the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, they may come in and, and run a specialty race, uh, and that's a little bit different. But to go back to the old North Wilkesboro, the way that it was and the place that I loved and the place, and, man, I love the race up there. It was just a fun place. I'm, I'm not sure it will ever find its place back to have a place on the schedule on a consistent basis. Safe answer from Kyle Petty. I think most people would agree with that. But if NASCAR were to come back, really – well-worded question by Jeffrey Griffin. What exactly might it look like? Here's more from Kyle Petty this morning on WSJS. And you say NASCAR. So NASCAR is something totally different than cup racing. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is, is there's the NASCAR Modified Series. There's the, you know, there's the, the, the trucks and, and that. So I do believe 
that there is a place for for North Wilkesboro back uh, in the NASCAR world and and in that area. But I'm just not so sure it's going to be tough. And I apologize because I know I'm calling Winston and I'm making everybody mad. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Kyle Petty. Really good stuff again with Jeffrey this morning. And Kyle Petty has a new book out. He's actually going to be signing that. This is a pretty cool event. Winston Cup Museum in Winston tomorrow. He's going to be signing that at 7 o'clock. And then there's going to be a conversation moderated by our buddy Ryan McGee from ESPN. So if you want to see McGee and see Kyle Petty and pick up a book, make sure you head that way tomorrow at 7 p.m. I love this. Ask and you shall receive. Mike in Greensboro is up next with a chance to win tickets to see Keith Urban on Friday. How ready are you, Mike? Mike? Well, this is, this is Mike in Winston. Oh, sorry, Mike in Winston. Well, you know, I've no, I've heard okay. I've heard there's only one Mike in Greensboro and one Mike in Winston, so I got I got it backwards. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's hear the question. What team does Carson Wentz play for? Carson Wentz. Let's see here. He went from the Eagles to the Colts to back to the division, and I'm going to say the Redskins. That is correct. Will's looking at me. Do we accept Redskins? Football team, oh, commanders. Uh, <laughs> that team in Washington. You got it. You got the it. Washington football team that has a new name, the Commanders. There you go. You nailed it. See, we took uh, Oakland Raiders a few days ago. Actually, I think the guy said Los Angeles Raiders. Like, what year is it? 1991? <laughs> but, Mike, you're going to go see Keith Urban Friday. Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. That is pretty cool. Stay on the line. Let's go to Bo in Kernersville. We have one more pair to give away. 336-777-1600. Bo, are you ready to go? I am ready. Okay, Bo. What team was Russell Wilson traded to this offseason? Russell Wilson is traded to the Denver Broncos. The triad didn't raise no cowards, did they, Bo? You got it, sir. There you go. You're going to Keith Urban. Awesome. There you go. Stay on the line. WD is going to get your information. There you go. Music Pavilion, PNC Music Pavilion in Charlotte. My opinion, I love the Triad. I do. Always have since arriving here four plus years ago. Longest running local sports talk show in the history of this market. We're proud of that. But I became a lot more proud of the Triad because of this segment. The way I felt 10 minutes ago versus the way I feel now, vastly different places. One, three. You're on the air. Wake up with Jeffrey Griffin and Triad today. Weekday mornings at 7. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. Beat up. Six man. Of Tar Heel basketball. That's me. I don't know if we have any Tar Heel basketball-related topics to talk about today. Weren't you hanging out with Armando Baycott this week? Armando. Yeah, that's the homie, man. We had to go up to Baltimore and do a um, back-to-school drive for our homie John up there with our, um, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. That's pretty famous cool. Jimmy seafood? Famous Jimmy Seafood. Yeah, but it was great, man. It was cool. 60 kids. Got book bags with A.B. on them. Armando Baycott from his... um. Foundation. He's really doing big things, man. Can you get him to recut that? 
The Armando. Armando. That doesn't even sound like him. That's what I'm saying. You you're tight enough with him that you can get him to recut that thing for us. I'll I'll, I'll definitely look into it. Just because that's a horrible look for him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think when he did it, he realized how often we were going to post it. He had no clue. And Nobody. now other people were posting it. Nobody on this planet knew so that. So I think yeah. if you were just to ask him, he yeah. probably would want a new one out there. Yeah. I'm going to have to send him audio clip of it sounding like that. And then he'll be like, no, nah, I got to fix that. I'm like, yeah, because that's, that's kind of trash, OG. Dot has some really cool news to share with us in a little bit involving HBCUs. That's really cool. Mm. But before we get to that, I want to talk you into the new season of Hard Knocks yeah. with the Detroit Lions. My man, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, Mister, mm-hmm. I'm going to step into my open introductory press conference a year for, uh, a year ago and say our team's going to be the type of team that bites the other team's kneecaps off. That guy mm-hmm. is a tour de force. He was awesome. And they start things out. This is always a great indicator for the season on Hard Knocks. Coach addresses the team first day of training camp. He's in the front of the room. What type of message do you have for the team? And he was so on brand as an air quote football guy. What did he say? Talking about grit. Yeah. Talking about respecting the game. Yeah. He gave, this is a direct quote. When you have grit, you're the type of team that wants to take on anybody, regardless where it's at, on dirt, in the parking lot. I don't care if the guy has two ass cheeks or one or three toes. We'll beat your ass, end quote. That might have been the cleanest thing that Dan Campbell said the entire episode because he was cursing left and right this entire thing. But I, I was ready to run through a wall. Yeah. And then yeah. he shows up to practice and he's, taping his wrists why is this guy taping his wrists they open practice doing 40 up downs and he's doing it with the team Mm. 40 of them in a row their number two draft pick Aiden Hutchinson was looking like well we're doing 40 of these in a row and you can't stop doing it if the 40 year old man Dan Campbell is still knocking him out 40 up downs Mm. and his entire staff Former, they're former players, like recognizable players. Right. Antoine Randall, yeah. who had a touchdown pass in a Super Bowl in Detroit, fittingly, with yeah. the Steelers. He's the wide receivers coach. Mark Brunel is the quarterback's coach. Deuce Staley is wow. the running back's coach. Yeah. Aaron Glenn, who you might remember, corner with the, I think he was with the Cowboys for a little while, hmm. known more for his days with the New York Jets. Hmm. He's the defensive coordinator. JT Barrett, former quarterback at Ohio State. He's an offensive assistant. So a lot of familiar names on this staff. And another thing that always wins me over in hard knocks is when you get the rookies standing on stage and they have to tell everybody what their signing bonus was Mm. and then perform for them, sing, dance, do reveal some type of talent, do some magic. Aiden Hutchinson steps up there. He's like, my name's Aiden Hutchinson. I'm from whatever town in Michigan. $23 million signing bonus. Mm. And everybody's like, whoa! (laughs) The entire team's watching, and then he starts singing Billy Jean, and he's dancing around this big old defensive end. And by the time it gets to the chorus, I got goosebumps thinking about it. The entire team starts singing along wow. to Billy Jean. That's the stuff that I like. With and, the rookie. And it's also clear 
which guys know where the TV cameras are at and are trying to create moments and be more extra. Jamal Williams was a running back and gave this inspired speech after the first practice where he's crying. He's like, you know what? If you guys going to be like puppies, <laughs> then stay on the porch. We want some dogs. And he's crying. I'm like, this guy's doing way too much. Like with Jarvis Landry was yelling at teammates wearing slides in a practice once while peeking up at the camera. Yeah. So I'm all in. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on this Detroit Lions season. I'm interested. Like, I, I, I like hard knocks anyways. I've always liked it. But you've definitely done a great job of selling me from the coach to the rookies. You're going to love Dan Campbell. Yeah. He's a real one. He's, he looks like a guy who loves having big old fat lips of dip. Yeah. And he had a monster lip. Yeah. He loves Metallica. He's quoting Metallica in that speech. And then they end the episode with some Metallica. It's, it's very well done. You're going to enjoy it, Dot. I'm interested. Tell yeah. me what you got going on this fall with HBCUs. Man, we're doing a tailgate tour. Fox Soul, man. We did it last season. I was a part of it, but I've been promoted to a, 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 a larger role this year. We got eight tour stops. And, um, I'll you be going to Aggie it. Eagle? I will be at Aggie Eagle. That's the first stop. I'll be at Aggie Eagle in Charlotte, and I'm doing um, FAMU. We're going to Morgan State. We're going to Howard. We're going to Hampton, Norfolk State. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, you need to go to uh, FAMU, North Carolina, week zero, later this month. I'll be going to that. Yeah, I'm interested. I want to see if WD's headed that way with me, too, in Chapel Hill. So it's week zero before the season technically starts right. but it counts as a regular season game no nah, i think they're doing something over there at chapel hill um you know for hbcus for that game that i'm going to be involved with so i'll definitely be over there so there's that and then we'll see you're going to give it a shot try to run the double noon game carolina app and then aggie eagle i don't know you'll be cutting it tight it, it sounds good man it, it, <laughs> it sounds good but i don't know I'm it tight. man i'm a super super <laughs> yeah, tight you'll be Jeez. cutting it tight i don't uh, know I, i'm headed to boone yeah and i know uh wd's headed to greenville america yeah see all three of us are going to be there we're just all three of us are going to be reporting for wsjs at our own respective that's spot. it yeah, yeah yeah and then we'll just all you hear that what day is that that's saturday right saturday so, september 3rd so monday show we'll just all convene with what our perspectives were <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> like we're gonna have like suits on and we're gonna be reporting uh, yeah. from greenville america it's will dalton yeah uh josh graham boone wsjs news talk sports out here in charlotte is super tito you got any more of them drinks over there pass the blunt bro listen we up here at the aggie eagle it is a par t jack and then you gotta close it my name's b dot WSJS. <laughs> and that's live here on the streets of Charlotte. I'm B dot WSJS. That's the that's the story. <laughs> Gotta have a catch line. Hey, that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and that's on my mama's mama. And God knows I love my mama's mama. <laughs> but I know my mama. <laughs> okay. We've got grammar school. Yeah. Some would describe that as being the main event of what we do. Really? Yeah. We should have some wrestling music and a belt and Hulk Hogan come off the ding, top turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah. On a day where we have, right in our backyard, perhaps the biggest college sports story, not just college sports, maybe sports story in the country with what's going on with Sam Hartman, Jake DeLome joining the show in an hour. The main event, grammar school. One second. Yeah. This television in here is very distracting. Why? I don't know. It's a freaking television in here. 
Yeah, there's no sound on it, though. I know, but it's like when my peripheral hits, I'm like, ooh, I'm over here. They were talking about KD. I didn't even know what they were saying. Now they got Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops. Yeah, what kind of cereal was that? <laughs> was Magic <it>? Spoon. <laughs> Get out of here, Josh. Get What's out that here? about? <laughs> Grammar school. I'm going to figure out what that's about while you guys listen to commercials. Next. Let's get the show going. It's The Drive with Josh Graham. Imagine you're Aiden Hutchinson. First episode of Hard Knocks. You're a rookie standing in front of a bunch of veterans. And you start belting out Billy Jean. That's what happened in the premiere last night. Probably the best moment of the episode. BDOT, six man of Tar Heel basketball, is hanging out with us. That's me. If you were in that spot, you're a rookie in the NFL. You've got to get hazed a little bit, and hazing in 2022 is essentially you stand in front of the entire team, sing or dance or do something. What are you doing in that spot? You know I'm going to do Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. Probably bring the house down. Problem is you don't get music in the background. I don't need music for Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. Is that right? I don't think so. This is how we do it. Dun, 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 dun. This, this is how we do it. You're right. You're right. You probably bring the house down. That doesn't surprise anyone. We're talking about B dot here. Thanks. We'll get back to the Sam Hartman news in about 15 minutes. This is the main event whoa, of what whoa, we do whoa, though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grammar schools right now. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Damn. Thanks a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School. That's right. We're back, grammar school. It's very, very simple. If it's your first time, I have three words or phrases used heavily in the urban vernacular. I will ask Josh Graham these words or phrases. If he gets two out of three correct, he moves on to a satisfactory grade here August the 10th, this 2022. He does have a lifeline. If you would like to assist and be said lifeline, the number is 336-777-1600. But... Because this is season two, Josh Graham has a word of the caucastic persuasion persuasion for me. This is something that's been in the news the last few months. What is Benefer? Who is Benefer? Benefer is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That is correct. Yes, team me up. Yeah. Back together. They are? I love Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And they got married. So wait, wait, wait. J Lo split with A-Rod. Yeah. They rekindled their relationship in Affleck and J Lo and they've gotten married. Say word. Benefer. Back. I had no clue. But <laughs> fellas, and I guess this applies to ladies too. If you look at Benefer as justification for trying to get back together with your ex from 15, 20 years ago. Don't. Nah. They are an exception to the rule. 
They are not the rules. Don't. It's not a good idea. All right. Since you just tossed that this way, pause. What I'm going to do is toss it back. All right. Pause. You just asked me who was Benifer. I'm going to ask you who was Omika. Omika? Yeah. How's that spelled? O-M. I think I know who it is. (laughs) O-M-E-E-K-A. It's not a Mecca Okafor. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bobcat, great. I had a jersey. I had a Mecca Okafor jersey. Are you serious? I got a Raymond Felton, too. Look at Ray you. Felton was lit, uh-huh. but Charlotte Omeka basketball Okafer, super fan over here. That was the dumbest pickup ever. He was like a six ten center. I love the Mecca Okafor. He, he was a hustler at UConn, but he was not what we needed in that draft. The Bobcat soul, man. WD, I'm going to rely on you. Gosh. Who is Omika? I really think I know. My I, my insurance is Omika. Hey, do me a favor and be quiet. Let's listen to WD. All right. I think that's what you would have referred to, Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj when they were together because Nicki's actual real first name is Onika. So Omika would make sense. So that's what I'm thinking here. That sounds right. I wish you could see this dumb look on Josh's face as he (laughs) smiles completely defenseless. (laughs) I mean, 100%. Dreams and nightmares. Love it. Depending on. Pills and potions. (laughs) Depending on WD. And you did well. Great job, WD. That is exactly who Omika that. is. I'm all about that super base. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj, when they were together, that was the name they were given, Omika. I never heard that, but really? it just it just made sense. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I wish I'd have known you were doing that. I could have thought of some other ones, but I don't have any of those more right now. So what does it mean to be on tilt? On tilt. Oh, it's one or two. It's one of two things. It either means that you're like super hype or that you're super mad at somebody. Ah, man, I'm on tilt. You know. Man, so on tilt. I I think it's the latter. I think it's you're super mad at somebody. I'm on tilt. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. No! I think I know what it is. Well, this isn't uh, get- this isn't uh, <laughs> Will Dalton school. <laughs> Grammar school. What is it, Will? What is it, WD? I think it's like when you're super like agitated or like just frustrated about something. No, well, that's what not, I just said. That's, that's not it. Is that's not it. Is. It's when you're just super on tilt. You're teed up. If something is on tilt, that means it's like you said. That was what your first uh, answer was. Yeah. See, yeah. I knew it was one of two. Yeah, yeah. It's like extremely teed up. Okay. Why do we need multiple ways to say that? Because there are multiple ways to say that. Okay. Gosh, I wish I could find some other nickname now, because Kim Ye is too easy. Okay, lastly. Kim who? Kim Ye. I'm kidding. Last one. Last, last but not least, your word. This is if you happen to go. Did Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian have their own? Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, they weren't together long enough no. in order to figure it out. No, we're already together like 72 days. Yeah. Uh, K Humph? No. That would be just his name. That, that would be his yeah, name. Yeah. That's true. Kim Humph. She did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last pretty word. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You have to get this correct, Josh, because you're one and one. I know. I know. Okay. Now, this is, you've already used WD. Mm-hmm. If someone would like to help you, it would help if they were from Washington, D.C., because this is Washington, D.C. slang. 
I was just out in Vegas at the NABJ and I met this guy from DC and he used this term a lot, Mo. M-O-E. My question for you is, what is Mo? Who is Mo? What are you typing? What are you typing? What are you typing? I'm looking up a quote. You can't just go typing. What are you doing? You can't just type stuff when I ask you a question. It's a godfather thing. When I think of you being in Las Vegas, I think of Mo Green. He's the guy that has like this thick accent who's like, my name is Mo Green. <laughs> I've been running things in Las Vegas since you, your parents were dating cheerleaders. How you you so can't do this to a guy like Mo Green. How are you so easily distracted? Oh, so Mo. How are you so... How, I can how actually appreciate so, that now. Is it M-O-E? <laughs> M-O-E, you said? Yeah. I wanted to ask you that too, WD. If anybody would like to let Josh Graham know what Mo means, because he be has helpful. no clue. 336-777-1600. Yeah. I was coming in, I was hearing you talk about, you know, you wouldn't watch these movies unless you were half, if it wasn't for the segment. <laughs> Are you not enjoying the movies that they're making you watch? Like when you at least watch them, do you say, I see, I at least see why they made me watch this? No, I, I definitely enjoy the movies. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Mo, M-O-E for you. What is Mo? Who is Mo? How would you use Mo in a sentence? If you can do any of those three things, I will give you credit for this and you will be satisfactory in today's edition of That's, Grammar School. That seems very fair of you. Yeah. 336-777-1600. I look over and I just see the phone lines flooding. Are they? With people who That's apparently awesome. know what Mo. They want to help you out today. I Look wonder at that. if it's related to Mo money, Mo problems, or something like that. Oh my gosh! But that's less DC. I'd imagine that's more like spreading love is way, the Brooklyn way. The Brooklyn way. There you go. Mm -hmm. Give me a pound on that, boy. You sounded all right. Let's go to Scott. Hey. Hey, Scott. What's Mo? Scott, are you with us? Scott, are you there? Scott is gone. Scott, I don't know what happened to Scott. I think it was the ghost of Biggie Smalls. See, it's the Brooklyn way. Dead phones, it's the Brooklyn way. They have no clue what Mo means. That probably is my favorite Biggie song. Just gonna jump back to Biggie. Either that or had a story to tell. Yeah. You know who he was talking about in Story to Tell. See, people say it's Hubert. It's, it's not, not Hubert. It's not, it's not Hubert. It's 100% not Hubert. Let's get Dave and Clemens in here. Dave probably doesn't know uh, what I had a story to tell was about, but <laughs> Dave does know what Mo means. If hey, Dave, Dave. If Dave knows what Mo means, he knows what story to tell is about. Yo, that biggest thing I got a story to tell is about Anthony Mason. That's yes, right. Correct. You. Wow. See, told you. What's up, man? What Mo means? Yeah, what up? What up, Doc? What's happening? Yo, Mo, we yelled on the tables out with Vegas. Money over everything. Oh, wow. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah, no doubt. Money over everything. It's a Wu-Tang thing, right? Is that your final answer? That's my answer. That is incorrect. No! Yeah. That's not accurate, though? No, no, I don't I don't know the money over everything at Vegas thing, but for DC, when they say Mo, Mo is a person. Mo is anybody. You're Mo. WD's Mo. Mo Green's Mo. Mo Green's Mo. I'm Mo Green! Come on, Mo. That's how you would use that. Come on, Mo. Mo is equivalent to dude. Like, come on, dude. Come on, Mo. Mo and dude are synonymous. They're the same words if you're talking to somebody from D.C. I don't know what money over everything was at the Vegas tables, but I'm sure they would do that because that guy knew exactly who Biggie was talking about.
So I lost grammar school Damn. this week. But it was very, very fun. People called in trying to assist. That's nice of them. That was very good. You got a Las Vegas story to share with us on the way out? Um, No. I just know that everything was expensive. Like, I've got some of the peanut M&Ms in my hotel room. $22. $22. It wasn't even 22 M&Ms in the box. Then I was walking down the strip, and these beautiful chicks were complimenting me, telling me I look great. I said, thank you. They was like, let's take a picture. I said, let's take a picture. We took a picture. They said, let's take another picture. Then they bent over and said, smack us on the ass. You can smack it as much as you want. I was like, no, thank you, but I'll just hold it on the side right here. And then we took another picture. And they was like, okay, that'll be $40 a piece. I'll show you the pictures when we get to the commercials. I'll pull them up for you right yeah, now. Yeah, Sin, Sin, Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. I'm going to say this again. We all need Jesus. All Not. of us. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me.